Hello, y'all. Welcome to Neither Here Nor There. This is a show that embraces nuance, creativity, and joy. I'm so happy to be here with you and hope you stick around and take a little something for the road. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to read your Bible in a year or less. About four and a half months ago, I set out to read the Bible in eight months, and I'm about two-thirds complete with the task. So I want to share with you some tidbits that have been helpful for me throughout this journey. I know that folks like to set goals at the beginning of the year, and this will be a season of standing 10 toes down on our commitments. It's possible, it's plausible, and you are very capable. So going through, we're going to talk about different versions, um, different resources that can help you as well throughout the process, and your most important resource that will help you in this process that will change the trajectory of whether you finish or whether you don't. So getting started first the first thing that's going to help you is going to be getting a version that you can understand the bible has so many different versions um they have hcsb esv nkjv kjv nlt message and that's just naming a couple of them and so getting a version that works for your reading level is going to be something that's crucial crucial for your journey if the message is most accessible for you use that if you want a version that's closer to the way people speak then maybe ESV is something that's good for you if you like contextualism and don't want to get too far off from what the original text says then maybe you want a newer version like the new King James version or the new living translation I'm reading the Holman Christian standard version because I think it's great for readability while retaining kind of the spirit of the original text, but it's also because it's the version that my dad got me for Easter in 2016. So whether you read the version because it's what's in your house or because it's the one that you prefer, reading is honestly the most important aspect of it. So as long as you're reading, just get started. Another resource that's been really helpful for me throughout the journey has been podcast. There's a podcast called The Bible Recap with a lady named Tara Lee Cobble, and she always talks about five to 11, I would say about five to 11 minutes a day. And she always gives a recap of whatever was read in that day. Something I like about this podcast is that she's done this Bible journey, I want to say about five times for the purpose of this podcast. Um, And so there's a whole bunch of different versions of each section. Something to note about this podcast is that it is chronological. So it's not going to go from Genesis to Revelation. It's going to go Genesis, Job and bounce around. So you might have to do a little bit of searching, but there is something for whatever part of the Bible you find yourself on. And I really love the fact that this podcast is available in English, it's available in ASL, and it's available in Spanish across different platforms. So all the effort that they've gone to to ensure that a broad range of folks can engage with it is also something that I really appreciate about it. Another resource I like to use is ChatGPT. I feel like it's a very underrated resource, but ChatGPT's exegesis of scripture is actually really good. Um, once you kind of like get into it and know what questions to prompt it with, um, oftentimes I'll remember a verse, but won't remember exactly where it comes from. And so what I'll do is I'll say like, what is that verse where God tells a woman that her faith has made her well and she can go in peace. And then chat GBT would probably say something to the effect of, oh, you may be talking about Mark 534 and then it'll, it'll give you the text and then it'll talk a little bit about the context of it in kind of the meta narrative of the Bible. 
And I always find that really helpful and it leads usually to more questions. And so whether you're just asking it about a certain part of scripture, um, you can ask it to give you a list of the books of the Bible. That's been helpful for me if I'm ever making like list or doing something in Canva really quick related to my Bible reading. Um, I just find ChatGPT to be a really good resource throughout this journey. Third resource is going to be YouTube.com. I feel like I'm not going to belabor this one at all because their videos have millions and millions of views. But the Bible Project, they do the brief graphic summaries of each book and it gives you an understanding of what's going on in the book and then how it's situated within the full text. Those are invaluable and they've been amazing. I've watched them every time before I've started a new book. So definitely recommend the Bible Project, but I also feel like everybody knows about the Bible Project. So yeah, they're also great. Your last resource, and this one will be parsed into a few different sections, but your last and best resource in your journey will be knowing who you are. When I set out to read the Bible eight months ago, or when I set out to read the Bible four and a half months ago in a total of eight months, I did that because I wanted to finish it prior to my 24th birthday. And I also know that for myself, I can get really bogged down with a year long program for reading the Bible because I'll get stressed and I'll stop if I miss a couple days. Um, And because they're designed to take a whole year, I'll finish the four or so chapters sometimes and realize, oh, I easily could have continued. And so the way that I've chosen to do my reading plan, I can continue if I want and I can really just read as much as I want to in a day. Um, For example, yesterday I was out in Los Angeles and so I didn't get to read. Um, But then today I've read more chapters than I probably do each day. And so I'm able to kind of make it work in the way that I need it to because I didn't want to get overwhelmed. And so On my tracker that I have, I literally just write out the book that I'm reading at the top and then it has a table of the chapters and I just highlight to signify that I'm done with reading the particular chapter. Some days I read one, some days I read 21 chapters and it's all perfectly okay and acceptable because whether it's big or small, I'm making progress. And so um, that's been really helpful to me as well. In terms of reading, I would suggest that you read your actual Bible if you can. If your life is set up to where you're like, I work three jobs, only time I got is my 30 minutes when I'm on my break, use your phone, use what works for you. Again, the theme of this is going to be doing what works for you. So read your actual Bible if you can, but if you can't, um, the YouVersion Bible app is what most people have, and that's perfectly effective as Well, I know I'm an audiobook girl personally, but for this reading journey, I wanted to be very serious about how I approached it. And so I just knew that reading the physical text would be best for my journey. If you do decide that reading from your phone or iPad is going to be the route that you take, something that I have my phone set to do is to activate do not disturb as soon as I open my Bible app. That way you're not scrolling Instagram, you're not scrolling TikTok, you're not getting distracted by whatever messages or notifications come in. And I found that to be very helpful when I'm doing my Bible study um, and any other apps you may tend to use while you're doing your Bible study time. I would say to set those such that you're on do not disturb when you open those. Another good part of the knowing yourself section is to choose a time of day. Um, When I started this journey, I was working 
I was reading at nights and I was working less at the time. And so I just found it helpful to read at nights because I'm more active and present of mind at nights. Now I'm waking up at five each morning, um, later on weekends, usually to knock out my reading and morning prayer at that time. But at the beginning, I was just worried about kind of getting through and ensuring that I was being consistent. Consistency was definitely my highest ethic at the beginning. And so now that I'm in that place and I know that I can do it, I've gotten to the place of getting up at five each morning to um, just put God first and prioritize it, prioritize this time. Um, Many times I'll go back to sleep after this, but getting up and doing these tasks before the day greets me with any distractions my dogs, my family, all of that has done wonders on how receptive I am to the word. Because even though I'm more present of mind at night, I also have all of the issues of the day on my mind. So a few last helpful tidbits is not to get down on yourself for not reading on a certain day. Um, When I finish a book, I might take the next day as a break and simply focus on catching up on my notes if needed. Um, I don't take notes on every book I did at the beginning, and I found that to be a little bit overwhelming. Um, If you want to take the day to focus on other spiritual disciplines like prayer or worship, please take the time to do that. Um, At a point, I modified my consumption of secular music and stopped listening completely from months two to five. Um, And even now, I'm still only moderately listening to secular music. Um, and this kind of gave me the time to exercise my worship muscle and be more intentionally focused on God. So again, the entire thesis is do whatever works for you. You're not trying to pursue a level of asceticism. That's like, oh, I'm just so holy. I'm in my Christian monasticism era. Like I'm just up on a hill and it's me and the Lord, because I definitely tried that toward the beginning. And that's simply not how life works. And so this process is not about like biting off more than you can chew and chewing as fast as you can. Um, just read a few chapters a day. Um, you can cultivate the habits that will help you read a couple chapters then a couple books and that'll become sections. And so just take that time each day and be content that you're reading the Bible because there's honestly a natural degree of change that comes along with it. If you're consistent, for example, you couldn't have told me four or five months ago that I would be waking up at 5 a.m. just on a vibe to read the Bible every morning um, because that's not how my body is wired. But again, the spiritual transformation that you'll go to, the Holy Spirit will make it a priority in your life. So follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Push yourself to take the steps that you feel you're being led toward because again, it's your journey with God. It's not going to look like the next person's story. It could look very different from my story. Um... I went personally from putting it wherever I could in my day and now it's my foremost priority that I enjoy waking up to in the morning. And so just remember life is hard. You need to have grace with yourself. Um, You may have days where you miss a day. You may have days where you miss two days. But if you miss Monday and Tuesday, getting started again on Wednesday with grace and space for life to be lifing in the ways that we know it does. So last and most important thing is to start reading. You can watch all the videos, you can listen to every single podcast, but your life is going to actually change when you decide to move from go. So, faith without works is what? Dead, period. Okay. So, all right, y'all. This has been very fun for me. This is like 
honestly, this is just like talking to myself, but with extra steps. So I love this. This is a good time. Until next time, I'll be here, there, and a little bit of everywhere. Follow God in real life and follow at neither here nor there on Instagram. Later.